This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a What a Night, part of the Nice Men Podcast Network, where we're talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. With me, Sean Walsh, as he is every week, is Jude Summerfield. How you doing, matey? I'm all right, mate. We're in close I'm quarters fine. today. We are in close quarters. It got real sweaty the last time we were in here. It did get sweaty. Yes, that yeah. was only with two people as well. Yeah. So you know, we're gonna have to see how this plays out. <laughs> it could be a sweaty mess by the end. You don't look very happy about this. You... <laughs> Well, you know why I'm not happy right now. You, you were at the team lunch. I don't oh, want to get yeah. further into oh, this. The, the team lunch incident. It's just an incident Fable. of Jude not getting food. But anyway, I've Fable. talked about it too much. And it's <laughs> riling me up. So I mean, just calm down. Well, you just, just calm down. <laughs> I'm calm. Mm. Calm. 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 As the old adage goes. Um, but you did, as you did allude to, Jude, there are more than two people here this week. We are joined by our boss, 90 minutes head of UK content and of the Talking Transfers podcast, Toby Cudworth. Toby, thank you for joining us. I couldn't miss an opportunity to uh, muscle in and talk with you both about what we're going to get onto, which is Spurs beating my boys West Ham. Mm. But yeah, it makes a, a pleasant change for me talking about transfers every week. Uh, hopefully I can give you a bit of a, um, an alternative view on Spurs and what I think is going on from the outside. A, a view that we're not actually that good and it was a very bad West Ham team? Yes, mainly, <laughs> mainly that. You are not very good, but luckily for you, West Ham are awful in their current guys and don't really know how to play defensive football or attacking football so yeah that kind yeah of yeah I mean yeah. well I, sp- I spoke to you yesterday Toby about because I was at the match and uh, from my seat you could see David Moyes prowling the touchline the whole game he didn't stop really he was very much barking orders at his players where do you stand on Moyes as a West Ham fan because from the outside it does look a bit look a bit like he has a lot of credit in the bank but maybe it's time for a refresh but at the same time who the hell could do a job I think it's literally that West Ham are lost at the moment uh their identity and what they're trying to do has been found out by almost every team that they've played this season but the flip side is who can come in and do a better job than David Moyes to get West Ham out of what they're currently finding themselves in arguably if it wasn't Moyes who was a manager he would be the one that you would look to appoint Mm. so yeah yeah, it's a tricky one we're in a bit of a bind in terms of obviously the game on Sunday Spurs didn't need to play that well to beat West Ham and I think once the first goal had gone in which we will we will get to there was only ever going to be one winner in that game so from a West Ham perspective it's ugh. from a Spurs perspective you don't really need to get out of second gear to get that win which is probably what you needed after a, yeah. a rough week mm. yeah I mean 
Jude, I remember how I felt when I saw the lineups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great noise. Not that. too optimistic. <laughs> Not feeling great, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm um, feeling a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> also, very relevant to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eels, eels, eels. <laughs> yeah. So the lineup came out. The two wing backs were the more defensive-minded. In fact, this was Ben Davis's yes. first game at wing back. I think they said in over two years. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Emerson Royal on the other side instead of Pedro Porro. Richardson comes in for Son, it's like the only real major change. Oliver Skip preferred to Pape Sar in the middle. Didn't scream excitement, did it? It didn't scream excitement, no. It didn't scream creativity too much. Um, I was a bit worried when Oliver Skip got booked off about 10 minutes. I was really, yes. As I thought, that boy is screaming into challenges right now, and I'm not sure he understands that he needs to just take a breath or whatever and calm down. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the lineup was pretty pretty uh uninspiring in the first half was as well really there was it was just so turgid throughout the whole thing like there was nothing really to get too excited about yeah. <laughs> there was no real good play it looked like that's two teams that's what we do yeah. <laughs> that's what we do actually thank you very much well I was just about to say I thought West Ham were brilliant on Sunday <laughs> um, but yeah it was, uh, it was very very uninspiring but at Toby's expense we got the job done eventually with like the weirdest goal you'll ever see in your life but it is what it's, it is no, it, you're right because the first half I tweeted at the time that there was such apathy around the stadium and in the fan base and support Spurs have been booed off at half time a lot this season for a, a lot better performances I think and the, nothing this time just kind of a slow mm. stumble towards the nearest gangway and that was really it um, Tope, how did you see the first half? Was, were you happy it was nil-nil? Did you see it as kind of like halfway there to yeah, a good point? as sad as it is, first half actually wasn't too bad from a West Ham perspective. Didn't look like we were going to score, but we kept winning the ball in your half. Thomas Socek mm. actually had one of his more impactful 45 minutes where he was breaking up play and actually getting possession back. But at the same time, I never thought you are in any danger. And... I was waiting, I said to you both last week when we were in the office, I guarantee you, Son is going to score in the <laughs> <laughs> That is what West Ham do. And we even spoke about the fact that he would likely be dropped. These scripts write themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. and obviously that, that came to pass. But as I said, once you scored that first goal, okay, the mood in the stadium was probably a bit meh. But you weren't ever thinking that you might lose this game, or were you? Maybe you did have that feeling away from a West Ham perspective. Yeah, there's a game that lingers in my brain. I don't know about the rest of you, but there's definitely one that, you know, even at 2 0, I was like, I'm not I, sure about you're, this you're one. You're actually though. right. I did think this, even like. But that's the No, but I did but I think that there's, a, there's quite a few West Ham players who did play in that game who were on the pitch when that 3 3 draw happened. Mm. And I was thinking, if they just get one sight of goal and something, if it. It's hardly like, like a stronger or more robust team. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, then, that's what I mean. So. Like, it's a bit like kind of we'll talk about Chelsea in a bit, but every time we play Chelsea, it's almost like the team kind of mentally crumbles. And I think mm. that's really important when if West Ham can go to a stadium like this and know that they're seriously not ever out of it until the final whistle goes. I think that could have really made for a, a nasty last few minutes. But I yeah, think, you're I think for if, nothing. Yeah, I think if West Ham had been in even a smidge of form or if yeah. Mikel Antonio mm. didn't have such a horrible goal record which he's yeah. had for the last 12 months there might have been more of I don't know the confidence in the West Ham players that we've got history mm. here and we've got some good results in the past but I never felt at any point that you were really in trouble 
um, even though that first half was relatively drab, as we've alluded to. Mm. Um, but yeah, you got the first goal through two players. I don't think you ever thought you'd see combined <laughs> for, a, for a goal. A very weird um, goal combination. Um, and it kind of goes under the radar because I didn't notice at the time when you're at these games sometimes your head's buried in your laptop from like periods where it's a bit quieter and Pierre Hoiberg pulls this pass basically out of his arse mm. and it takes about six, seven players out of the game Yeah, and you see, watching back on the screen you don't, you can't see Kane or Richarlison or Kulatevsky it's literally just Davis advancing <laughs> round the back Emerson also coming in round the back and it's just Nice little pass from Davis Emerson. Cool, it's, cool it's, finish. Didn't blast it into Rosehead like some other Spurs players might have. <laughs> well, you've seen Emerson blast. I have seen Emerson before, do it actually. So, yes, well, so. Yeah, he might have might have lost his composure on another occasion. But yeah, it was a super strange goal because it it was just one ball up the middle, which is probably a bit um, disappointing from a West Ham standpoint, I'd yeah. imagine. But I just can't get over the fact that um, those were the. T- those were the two furthest forward players. Like, just yeah. because this is the idea that you know a, a Conte team should like have their wing backs really high up, but it, that Spurs aren't really playing like we that. We seldom re- really see it, do you? Yeah, and like they really haven't got that um, that like goal output from wing back at all under Conte. So <laughs> when like those two players were named at wing back and start, it was just like, no, nah, there's, there's no chance we're really creating anything from out wide. But then it was a little bit like Red Sea just opening up in front, mm. unfortunately. I thought you'd probably both learned, though, that Emerson Royale is going to turn up where you least expect him to be. And probably in that <laughs> True, moment, yeah. Who were you expecting yeah. to be through the middle? He probably would have been number nine on your list. <laughs> <laughs> so, minus Fraser Forster. <laughs> that was the right place to be, which yeah. is something you wouldn't necessarily associate with Emerson. Well, that was the thing, because Romero kept popping up all over the place as well. And I do wonder if... He does that a bit more, Could you, to be fair. He does, but... I thought it was more so than usual. And you remember when Stellini talked a couple of weeks ago about the kind of the tactical switches that him and Ryan Mason came up with for Man City. I do wonder if a bit more kind of throwing the defensive players into attacking areas thing was to try and throw West Ham off. I mean, that was a detail they came up with. There was a lot of emphasis for sure on Romero, like being the guy who's picking the ball up, maybe just outside the the box here. Oh, I was left with now, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is nice. It sort of gives you the tongue and flashbacks. Doesn't it does. It? It's yeah. like, oh, this boy's going crazy. He's going for a run up the field. Let's see where it ends up. Oh, look at him go. Yeah, not quite at that at that uh, level yet, but. Um, Did you see him slide tackle his kid yesterday? By the way. <laughs> Have you, seen, have you seen this? I didn't nothing surprises me. No, um, so um, Chris Romero's wife posted on her Instagram page that he put it on his, of his child, who's about two years old, I think, um, running down the corridor with a little football, and he goes in for a scissor challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, very old kid brand. had ACL injuries for the <laughs> yeah. rest of his life. So, you know, anyone can get it. As I like to say, Toby, fuck around and find out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, West Ham didn't fuck around. That's why we didn't find out. Yeah. Yeah. Half the job. So, yeah, from, from your point of view, Toby, is that just kind of, you, you look up, you see those players, the ball goes in, are you just kind of like, you throw your hands in the air, just like, well, what the hell was that about, is it? Yeah, because as you say, I think it was the simplicity of the goal. Hoiberg's ball took so many players out of the equation, and then to see Ben Davis, of all people, marauding him behind the back, and then there was just that big hole in the middle for Emerson mm. to kind of yeah. wander into. Um, I do wonder from a tactical perspective, as you said, Spurs were probably thinking, what are West Ham expecting? And we've spoken between us that David Moyes 
focuses on what the opposition are doing yeah. so much mm. rather than necessarily planning for what his own team are going to do and there would have absolutely been a huge emphasis on where's Kane mm. in every attack and he was absolutely out of the picture for that particular attack as was Richarlison and Kulisewski that probably played a part in Emerson being able to ghost in because they thought the danger was still quite deep but yeah, the fact that you walked through in a game that was so important for for West Ham's season was disappointing. I think is an understatement, but yeah, I'll try and keep it as PG as I can on my. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said to you yesterday, Toby, that I was sat next to a renowned West Ham journalist, and uh, he threw his arms like kind of in the air. It was like visibly kind of annoyed about the first goal. Yeah, but didn't really react to the second goal, and I think the implication that I took from that was. He knew that after the first goal it was done. Yes. Inevitability has crept into everything that West Ham are doing. And I know that you two are very familiar with that. When Spurs have been going mm. through bad times, mm. you feel as if when one thing goes wrong, well, you already know what the script is yeah. and what's going to happen next. And West Ham were not going to get back into that game. So, yeah, the first goal is exasperation. The second goal is, oh, of course. Yeah. But obviously you don't really react to it in the same way because your expectations have already gone through the floor. And as we said earlier, Son always scores against West Ham. So. He does, and we get him as a gift as well. Mm. Kane, he didn't it, have yeah. to be overly smart, did he? He did obviously well, held we, off on Bonner we, and did well. Yeah, but. well, we saw it at the time, and like a mate of mine, we did go, that's really poor from Bonner. <laughs> 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 Just because, you know, we play six aside, so <laughs> we know about good defending, yeah. you know, we and all football. that. Yeah, we play football, we know ball. Um, but yeah, he just rushes in, doesn't it? I think he does kind of win the header, but he like loses all control of the whole situation around him, and it's just an easy finish after that. The finish isn't even that; it's a proper like kick into the floor, really, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, a bit, it? and it's just that Fabianski sells himself the other way. Um, mm. But like, just a tricky one for West Ham to take, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> because Ogbonna is like one of those players who's had like stormers against Spurs before, mm. and it's been like. How on earth? Like, stop crossing it towards Ogbonna. Right, he's got <laughs> yeah. a fat head. He's going <laughs> to head it away every time. But he gave it well, This is the thing. I think apart from one hairy moment in the second half, I did think that West Ham's best players were probably Kerrer. He kind of shut down Richarlison and yeah. again. Mm. Which, again, Kerrer has been so divisive. Started off his West Ham career, looked really good. Mm. And then for three months has been borderline abysmal. Um, but looked all right on Sunday in amongst a raft of players who when you look back on that game nobody really did anything worked hard Aguerd is the standout defender mm. you can tell he's class but yeah Spurs didn't need to be at the top of their game and you'd had a really indifferent weekend you'd lost against Milan <sighs> in the Champions you got yeah. mauled at Leicester so to then come into that fixture I'd imagine you both had a bit of trepidation as everyone did in the stadium but how were you feeling then after that first goal went in Jude you were still concerned because you know what um, Spurs have done in the past but did you genuinely think oh we need a second and maybe even a third well at the second I, I jokingly said let's get another one just to be sure <laughs> um, I think if I if I were to watch the game back now having seen the first goal go, go in I would have been like that's that's probably game over but unfortunately just sitting on the couch as a you just never know as a fan you just never know what this or what these stupid football clubs will do um, <laughs> yeah so so yeah I mean I, I did feel like the first goal and that as as much of a cliche as it is if they ever scored first then that was going to dictate the entire um, direction of the game really and yeah, if West Ham had snuck one I think we all know what would have happened it just would have been battened down to the hatches and 
I don't think Spurs were ever going to like chalk up four or five goals or anything like that, but it would have become likely that the second would come. Well, West Ham had that chance after like 50 seconds. Yeah. That was probably yeah. as good as it got for West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had one shot on target. Yeah, that was the, the thing, game. yeah. Didn't get yeah. time to think about what might happen because they went <laughs> up the other end and then it was like, fuck, it's going to happen right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been a completely different game. You, you imagine if we'd gone behind, the atmosphere could have been really just gone from apathetic to a bit sour. Mm. You know, the leave the out chance start again and all that stuff, especially after the reports of the last week or so that there's outsider interest. Yeah, it's a lot to get your head around at the moment, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Just quickly, I want to talk about Kerry. Did you, did you think that that was a penalty for handball? Because I heard, I've heard the reasoning why they didn't think it was. Yeah, at the time I thought Richarlison had given him a bit of a nudge. That was, that was basically was, the expression. Yeah, and he was yeah. off balance and I thought it would have been harsh. But flip it the other way around, I'm sure I would have been screaming the roof down saying give it. But I don't think it was really. It was unintentional. It was just one of those where it was ball to hand, admittedly hand in an extremely bizarre position. But something had led to that. It wasn't him just bending down to block it. So... I was all right with it. I, we've seen many other penalties given for more obvious things than that. Yeah, there's two weeks in a row that you got away with kind of a wrist. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that, <laughs> was, that wasn't a save, whereas Thomas yeah. was a, a was blindingly a good stop. stop. It yeah. was, it was pretty good. Yeah, just uh, kind of lean on that. Well, we realised we'd made a mistake, didn't we? When we did our goalkeeper power rankings, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Soche didn't feature in the top ten. That was an error on our part. Yeah. 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 Very good. So, just on Tilo Kerr, yeah. sorry. No, you're it's completely it. irrelevant, but I think one time I told him I was disappointed with his performance on FM. <laughs> <laughs> um, after we'd won a game and he looked delighted. So, uh, that's I, really so I thought it was yeah. a penalty just because of that, because of my prior um, dislike of the man. <laughs> <laughs> Influenced by football manager. Well, every time he makes a mistake for West Ham, there's always loads of PSG fans in there. Mentioned on the Twitter, I've noticed because PSG fans really don't like him. Yeah, I was warned about him when he arrived. Alexis, <laughs> yeah. head of France, is a PSG supporter, and he just giggled at me when we secured that and said, "Good luck." Um, I thought we'd had the last laugh after uh, the first couple of performances, but I've gradually started to see what he means. Yeah, well, at least we know Pochettino wasn't to blame. No, no. Yeah, Christophe Gauthier going out in the round of sixteen as well, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate to see it really <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, Chelsea and this is probably the best time we're ever going to have to face Chelsea yeah but it doesn't really fill you with like hope no it does not because it just feels more like Dr Tottenham that's the problem I actually <laughs> don't even feel that way I feel more as if not even Dr Tottenham just the history of this fixture especially at the new stadium the only time that Spurs haven't lost in this fixture at the new stadium was in the League Cup behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. When Eric Dyer uh, uh, yeah. went for a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we won a penalty, so technically it counts as a draw in the books. So We did score a goal in we did. normal time. That Yeah, Lamella scored, yeah. Yes. It was, yes, a, it, it was, it was a mid, um, Toby, you might remember this, it was a mid run of, I think it was four games in a week because of how yeah. the Europa League qualifying schedule worked. So yeah. we had a game on, I think the Sunday was we drew 1-1 with Newcastle, which was a bollocks handball call against Dyer in the 95th minute. On Tuesday, we had this League Cup game. On Thursday, we had, I think it was Maccabee Haifa in the Europa League qualifying. And then Sunday, we had Man United and we beat them 6-1. It was actually a pretty good week in hindsight. Yeah, I guess the the trip to Skendia came earlier in the... Yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, we had like, even earlier in the season. We had like three qualifying <laughs> rounds. It was 
Locomotive Plovdiv. Yes. We went 1-0 down after 70 minutes. Both of those games were laced with jeopardy. So yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fucking July, lads. And then, <laughs> like, because no, like, no one had the right broadcast rights to it, we didn't know if um, Locomotive yeah. went down to 9-0 or 10-0. Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, Shkendia, the goalpost weren't the right size, and Marina called him out on it. <laughs> it was honestly just... September 2020. It was brilliant. A nonsense time, seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was our only positive result against Chelsea in the new stadium. And The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you remember? Do you remember much about last season's game, the Nuno, the first half where three nil, ah, it's coming together. Yeah, Nuno's probably, probably got a ball again at the end of the ninety minutes. And then it all, yeah, it, it, it's it was all they were all set piece goals, weren't they? Although there were a couple from two set piece goals quarters. and Kante scored a deflected one off Dyer. Yeah, it yeah, it was a mess, wasn't it? It was just it was it was that run where I, don't, I think we'd won like three games or we'd win the games one nil, yeah. and then we'd lose like three on the trot, three nil. So we'd have like nine points from six games and the goal difference would be about minus 10 or something <laughs> like that. It was really, really strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things that seemed to be looking up around that time. <laughs> <laughs> Brief Nuno spell. Um, but I can't, I can't really tell you how much Spurs impressed with their style of play or anything like that. Deli Alley might have been playing think, still, which is sort of a nice I remember, thing I remember he was basically covering left back for regular at the time. Because Nuno thought yeah. he was like a box-to-box midfielder. I think those teams, those teams would be pretty wild if you look at them now. Yeah, they're going to be quite different. Yeah, you two continue chin wagging. <laughs> I'm going to have a yeah. look and see just how bad. It's going to be a lot different. Play. Well, we seem to play. I, I, was it last season? We seem to play Chelsea like every week. Yeah, we, we had them right? in the league cup semi. We played Premier League. Cup semis, and we so I think that feeds into it a fair amount because we just had that month or so where we played them, couldn't seem to score any goals, and we're just getting like battered with. Tanganga and Dyer in defence and yeah. it wasn't particularly fun but like, it was just like Chelsea yeah. are doing us again why am I spending time watching this yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I saw today it was like uh, Spurs have only had I think it's five shots on target against Chelsea in the new stadium mm. in league games that's insanely bad yeah it's bad that's it lives rent free in my, in my head yeah 
terrible. You got the team, Toby? I do. So just looking at it, uh, seven players between the two teams who played on that day oh, wow. are no longer with their respective clubs. Uh, so from the Spurs brigade, you played a back four with Emerson and Reggion at fullback. Mm, good lord. Oh my word. Um, Tangu and Dombele in midfield, lovely stuff. Deli Future Serie A title winner. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Deli was playing from the start, got the full 90 minutes under his belt as well. Giovanni Lacelso, see from a Ooh. neutral In the same team? Yeah. Those three, Jesus Christ. And Dombele, Hoiberg, Ali, and Lacelso with Kane and Son. So God knows what formation that was. I'm assuming Lacelso comes from the right then, maybe. That's on the graphic I'm looking at, it's got Kane. Yeah. Kane as a, uh, a left sided kind of number 10. Floating in that one, Son up front. There was a period, wasn't there, where Son was playing more centrally. Basically, yeah. Dropping deeper. Yeah. I don't think Nuno was the man to get out of them. Yeah. But Whereas on the Chelsea side, Andreas Christensen, Rudiger when his stock was he scored elevated it, he scored again, in this game, yeah. yeah, going through the ceiling. Romelu Lukaku was up front. I think he was good in this game. Actually. He yeah, was. Yeah. He was. But yeah, Havertz and, Havertz and Mount as well when they weren't getting piled into by Chelsea supporters. When they could play in the same team together. Yeah. But, yeah, not great. Well, Toby, you've played Graham Potter's Chelsea recently. What are the lessons that you think Spurs can learn? How are, how are Spurs going to do this? Uh, it, it seems like the bare minimum, really, should yeah. be enough. But, yeah, we, you never know. We played them at London Stadium when we'd come off a bad run of results. It was a one-all draw. Chelsea were really, really good for 20 minutes, whereas West Ham were terrible for 20 minutes. So that probably made Chelsea look better. But they scored that goal through João Felix, actually a really good goal. And they would, they should have scored again in that period. But then they just cooled off. They yeah. took their foot off the gas. West Ham got back into that game. Chelsea didn't really offer anything throughout the remainder of that. And West Ham's... 5-3-2, 5-4-1, whatever you want to call it, shape kind of disrupted whatever Chelsea were trying to do. Um, so I actually don't think you've got a great deal to worry about, particularly when you look at their performance against Southampton, which was equally as dismal. Yeah. Um, I think their confidence is probably at an all-time low, isn't it? Graham Potter is fighting many, many fires. His press conference is a, a tough watch right now. Um doesn't come out with much interesting to say, though, does he? He doesn't. <laughs> Coming out swinging is not going to It's really not, yeah. no. It's so, like, yeah, it just, it just feels like this is a different Chelsea than the one that... It feels like a know. Brighton, is what it, it feels well, like. Well, it yeah, feels like Graham really. Potter's Brighton in a really bad spell, because they, they had runs like this during his, during his couple of years there where they just couldn't buy a win. Like especially at home, they can they could barely get on the score sheet. It was really really terrible. It looks like the exact same th- thing has happened at Brighton, where he had no strikers, couldn't buy a car. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah. And for some reason, he's just gone straight to Chelsea. Doesn't have a proper striker. Has all these little bitty players who might score one in three or something like that. It results in them just having no goal threat. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it just seems like he's been found out and, and, it's, and it's, it's not been helped that Deserby's been really good at Brighton as well like he's taken them to another level he's oh, yeah, unlocked some extra in them I can shout about Deserby all day long man he's hilarious <laughs> like, you used to go to Brighton quite a lot when Potter was in charge how many games well, yeah. did you go to it was either nil-nil or Brighton didn't score you well, went for fair a run, didn't you I've, um, I've talked to people about the Norwich game that I went to <laughs> it was the back end of one season that finished nil-nil Neil Morpé missed a penalty in like the 20th minute. Of course he did. Yeah, it was bad. It was a classic sort of Graham Potter game, really. Just all the chances in the world and every single one that was being blazed over. 
Um, so looking at sort of that and seeing how Chelsea are doing <laughs> now, you know, there really is no excuse for, you know, Spurs not to get something from this game. And we also, I think we were saying earlier, it would be nice if, I don't want anyone to lose their job, but it would be nice if Spurs kind of forced a Chelsea manager to... It'd just be nice like, to... Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice, like, Chelsea's misery, like, inflicting it on them. <laughs> I really can't remember properly. Like, when, when was the last time, was it? The 3-0 at Wembley? Yeah. Three one at Wembley, sorry. When Son scored the goal, it could run from the halfway line. Yeah, I mean that's that the last really time. We, that might have been the last time we actually beat. Them, that's the yeah. last win, isn't it? I mean, the last time I can think of like a win that had a Spurs win that had like cataclysmic um, consequences for another manager is when they went to Man United and won three 0 and Lucas scored twice, and Mourinho ended up going yeah. quite soon yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And that was that. That was just quite funny because of you know, oh, Mourinho, and he's just a funny guy. And he came, that was the that was the day came up with the three yeah conference. three for me. So and you know, yeah. you can't imagine Graham <laughs> Potter doing the same. Yeah, make Graham Potter doesn't win games, but the only problem is like Mourinho obviously went to Spurs afterwards. So <laughs> it, if Potter gets sacked off at Chelsea, that well, makes him, is, yeah, that makes him thing. an ex-Chelsea manager. Well, and you know what Spurs well, love. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, I was high on Potter before, but I I don't want to take too much from this rank there's so much chaos at the club but at the yeah. same time I think you realise his limitations as a manager fighting for what, the stuff that we want to fight for Yeah, and I'm even if you take away the Chelsea baggage I'm not as convinced that he would be the man to lead Spurs in the future he turned us down before anyway yeah it doesn't. It didn't never seem like one he actually wanted no yeah I think he was kind of he felt like he was a bit bigger than it it was like okay dude right, well we discussed on the <laughs> Talking transfers pod, how qualified Potter was for that Chelsea job based on his record at Brighton. Different mm. stratospheres in terms of what calibre of play you can sign and expectations, etc. But Potter's win record at Brighton was not overly impressive. His goals per game ratio when you were at Brighton, all right, you can afford to win games 1 0, 2 1, etc. But it was something like 100, I think 137 games prior to this season. He'd been a Premier League manager. His teams had scored 149 goals. That wouldn't wash at a team like Spurs, mm. really. Can you imagine winning 1-0 every week and just bashing into a couple of chances? They've picked game? managers it's to go down that route. But I said yeah. <laughs> earlier today, it feels like he's quite AVB-ish, but he hasn't won a Europa League like AVB has. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I keep thinking in my mind. I don't think I wouldn't take part in the future, I think, unless he goes somewhere else and does a better job. I mean, I like him as a manager. It just seems like, at the time, I thought, oh, decent enough. You know, he's an yeah. idealist manager who has his principles, but it just seems like getting eaten up a little bit. A little bit. In, like, one of the most volatile clubs. Well, the most, the volatile, most volatile club in the yeah. world right now. Particularly so, on a new face, because we don't even know what Todd Bowley is really like. Is he going to be like in the Brown Rich where he just kind of sacks people? Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll have to see. We had a story on 90 Men this week. Yeah. Do you want to lead with that, Tom? Yeah, well publicly Chelsea have been saying all along that Graham Potter is Todd's man and they gave him a long term deal and they, they don't want to get rid of him but behind closed doors your old boy Poch is somebody Chelsea have explored trying to bring in and Poch to his credit has said no thanks um, to his credit. largely because of the setup, I'd imagine at Chelsea and the fact that as you say they're the most volatile club probably in world football now they were certainly yeah. in the top two or three anyway but yeah. This reign of chaos is probably going to go on for quite some time, and yeah. Poch doesn't want anything to do with it. And from a neutral perspective, he is absolutely waiting, isn't he, for yeah, the first like job to come back? To yeah, them. I mean, I mean, just on the 
the Chelsea thing, it'd be quite wild if you went. I, I know you left PSG like a year or so ago, but you went from there where you didn't have much control over football and transfers <laughs> and, <laughs> or anything. Big things in the <laughs> in the world of football, but to go to Chelsea where they just it doesn't really seem like. I mean, Graham Potter's Graham Potter says every other week that. You know, he doesn't really bring the players. It's his job to work with the players, you know, or things to that effect. And I don't think Poch really is that kind of manager. Well, he is that kind of manager, but he wouldn't want to go into a club like that. I, th- I think he's learned from PSG that he's just, he needs more of a say like that. Yeah. I guess the problem at Spurs was that he was a bit too picky at times with the players that he wanted. Yes, so he would need to be more open to collaboration. Yeah. So it's some kind of compromise, but it does feel like something might happen in the future yeah don't know when it feels like he's waiting it does, I, I don't know if you follow him yeah. on instagram but it feels yeah. like he's waiting i'm here in london by the way guys <laughs> it's not just a holiday though i have a house here but i want to date you to know i'm in london just in case that's basically what you say um but yeah it does, it does feel like a bit this is like not based on any info or anything but it does feel like one day we could just randomly wake up and spurs will release a statement where it's just like we've Agreed to part ways with Antonio Conte, like mutually, he wants to go back with this year, spend time with his family, and mm-hmm. focus on his health for a bit, blah blah blah. And it, it wouldn't shock me if that kind of happened. Yeah, just because there's a bit of a drifting feeling, which is actually annoying. Like, like I've actually not enjoyed that because no. Spurs are fourth; they're still in the FA Cup. See, the season's in the Champions League. Yeah. I just wish everyone would stop being so sad. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what it that's, is. That's the land game. Really that didn't that, help, yeah. No, I think the, the, the second leg where if we go out, I think the atmosphere is going to be really toxic. But if we go through, then all of a sudden it's... Game changer. It's like, yeah, like, be really class. Like, we've already had one Champions League last 16 game we've gone through at home before, and that was against Milan 12 years ago. And the atmosphere yeah. there was amazing. Yeah. So I think that the same could really happen. It's an open Champions League this year. I mean, Real Madrid will Well, just my last night, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of grotty things before we move on, Chelsea versus Spurs as a spectacle this weekend. I can't think of anything worse <laughs> in terms of a game yeah. to watch. Like normally, you should be revved up and excited for this fixture. I'm not. Are you excited? Well, to we, play them, we've or? even lost the thing that made the first games of this season so funny: the the Conte Tuchel angle. Yeah, yeah. Tuchel, Tuchel missed second. Conte's not here. Potter's not going to get. Potter's not getting. Conte, no. <laughs> Or Stellini. Stellini's a nice yeah. guy. Stellini seems nice enough. You might do some stuff behind the back, but apart from that, <laughs> yeah. from that maybe yeah. they'll share a cup of tea on the sideline. Maybe have some <laughs> chalky digestives. Yeah. Out. yeah. It's just not the same. It's not the history this fiction's about, you know. Yeah. Okay. For, to end, because we've got a global call soon, uh, I said I'll come up with a gimmick for today. And it's a bit like, it's a, bit, a little bit of a water night, play your cards right a little bit. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say a scenario and you're going to tell me do you think that this is more likely to happen or less likely to happen than the scenario before it so the start so the starting base is Tottenham finish in the top four okay still within reach okay Mm -hmm. not out of the question okay do you think it's more likely or less likely that Conte leaves Spurs before the end of the season which of those is more likely do you think Um. (laughs) it's close isn't it I w- I'll jump in from the neutral point of view while Jude racks his brains. Yeah, Jude's on that. I think Thanks it is you. more likely Conte leaves. Yeah. Jude, what are you going with? I think I I lean towards that more often. 
or, or more than more than the other option. I feel like maybe he'd be a bit. He he could maybe dig his teeth in and be like, oh, I gotta finish this off and then fuck off in the summer. But I would say, yeah, it's it's more likely than finishing in the top four. If only because he's had surgery recently and there's yeah. now this opportunity yeah, for it, something it, to come in between him and the club. That's what I mean. Like mm. when I said, like just waking up and seeing a statement like that, yeah. it just wouldn't shock me because it just makes a lot of sense. You know, he's had three really kind of close grievances to him this year. It yeah. must have been. He must be just so tired. Yeah. So. And and he's at home in Italy, surrounded by yeah. family, people he loves. Yeah. Yeah. There's bound to be seeds being planted yeah. in his mind of, hmm, yeah. am I happier here? Yeah, okay. So moving on to the next one. This might be pretty easy then. So do you think it's more likely to contact lose for the end of the season or the Spurs win the FA Cup? That's an easy one. Yeah. Tough, yeah. Okay. Do you think it's more likely that Spurs win the FA Cup or a Charleston ends the season with zero Premier League goals? What's more likely? Has Charleston got any bogey teams to face? Teams who don't like facing him. Has he got a good goal record? I don't know, but I, I, he's, I got, he's, got, he's got a Chelsea last year in that game. Goodison, didn't he? Mm. With the flare. Was that the one with the flare? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh. That was towards the end of last season. If, if Spurs have still got to play Everton as well, I'd say that he scores against Everton. For sure. Oh, yeah, we, do. we have to go to Goodison on Monday night. I can see, yeah, I can see him bagging in that. And uh, yeah, I think Richardson. <laughs> he's going to score some goals. Richardson, sorry. Yeah. So what was the other you, option? Sorry, I thought uh, Spurs, Spurs win the FA Cup. Oh, although you say that, are you boys winning an FA Cup? Yeah, I still think that's more likely. Yeah. Okay. Would you would you bring Son back in for a chance? Actually, I I, I wanted Sonny out this weekend, like not as just a, not as a I want you out, but just as a you're not doing very well. Yeah. Richardson hasn't played in ages. Let's switch it up. I think Richardson needs a run. He definitely. He, 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 he wasn't good. Mate, on he had a good, Saturday, he had a good World Cup, and for yeah. some reason, he he just hasn't had a, a yeah. good run of starts. He, he, needs a, yeah, so he, needs, he needs a string of games. I can see him. Like, I think you can see he's been frustrated yeah. the last few months. So yeah. Okay. Give him a chance. Okay. Is it more likely Richardson ends the season with zero Premier League goals, or Harry Kane usurps Erling Haaland and wins the Golden Boot? Uh, more chance for Charles and yeah. finishes with zero Premier League goals. Is that just because you think? Haaland's lead is a bit unassailable. Yes. Not that he's going to yeah. continue scoring at this rampant rate because I actually think it's started to slow down it has already. Started to yeah, it has but to Harry's going to have to have a blistering finish to the season. He, he, yeah. he, he, he can't. Well, I mean, like, if we go back to 16 17. Yeah, we talk, we talk about it a lot, Toby. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few games where he Trip could score. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he could score hat tricks in a row. Like when he did against Leicester and Hull, but I, I think Harlan we do have a good run coming up. Yeah, we do have a good run, but I just think Harlan will be able to have those games where yeah. he just scores like ten and four, yeah, um, and maybe ends up with about forty. And Kane can still get to like thirty or something like that. Yeah. I think that'd be a good return. Yeah. When did Kane last score a hat trick? It's like seventeen, eighteen. It's been ages. It's been a long time because he, he used to score. Yeah. He was banging through yeah. them all yeah. the time. Yeah, but it's been a long time. That, I was thinking to put that on this, but yeah, more likely. Uh, yeah, do you think Kane's more likely to win the Golden Boot? Or Conte starts a game with a back four. <laughs> he, just, he just decides, fuck it. I'm feeling rebellious today. Starts Kane and Vinicius up front. Old <laughs> <laughs> um, school radio. He's a three at the man, boy. So You don't think there's any chance that he starts one with a four? No. I, I, I I'm with so. you, actually. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of what combination you could put together to make a Why reasonably functional defence. Well, we don't have any proper left-back proper David. Well, Dave, Dave, Dave to be actually. fair, there have been points where I've looked at it and I've sort of thought it ba it's basically Everson, right-back, Dyer, Romero and 
I think Longley was there at yeah. left back almost. So yeah. it mm. is kind of like that sometimes, but yeah. I just think he's so stuck in his ways. Yeah. He's a three. Yeah. yeah, he's a three yeah. man. Okay, so more like yeah, Conte starts a game with the back four, or Tottenham reach the Champions League semi-finals. <laughs> Well, definitely the latter for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he'll do that by playing three. Positive elimination. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Tottenham more likely to reach the semi-finals or ownership changes hands. Stroke the process really realistically starts to change hands. Uh, semi-finals. I think. Yeah. I think I think they're quite stuck in over their ownership, so it will I take something quite gargantuan for them okay. to open Champions League man. doors. Go through this. Get Benfica in the next round. Yeah, they'd probably batter us, but oh, yeah, be nice. Are you telling me you're ruling Club Bruges out of the equation? <laughs> Scott Parker's Club Bruges. Absolutely. Yeah. How could you do <laughs> such a thing? One um, win in nine games. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. We're, there's people looking into the pod. So we've got to end the pod. Time to go. So it's time to go. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't subscribed, please do. It really helps us a lot. And leave a rating. It would be hugely appreciated. We'll see you next time after hopefully we've smashed up Chelsea. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.